outside And I'm feeling like stripes They hitting on me and my homie Cause our minds not enlightened They mad cause we just got the passion Never slacking or lagging The funny thing is step up to us You know we bout that action But look All right, everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Savant Podcast. My name is Noah Stika, also known as Stike Savant, and I am with Issue High. No, artist from Brooklyn, and I am from Vancouver. So we have the Vancouver to New York connection right here. I'm a local Beast DJ, Val Bass DJ, and also do playlist curation. Actually, met uh, Taj back in 2015 when I was in New York for a school trip, and now we're starting this podcast. So, thing you want to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, no. I was just <laughs> saying. I was just laughing at it because you know it was like. Yeah. I was in elementary school at the time, so for you know the the relationship to be where yeah, it is now. So you know, that we're dope. finally doing this is crazy, but now we're just gonna give a breakdown of what you can expect from our podcast, the Savant Podcast, every week. So basically, we're gonna give all your pop culture needs. Um, including everything from this year. We'll dive into the past and also look into the future. Primarily, we'll be talking about music. As I said, I am a DJ and playlist creator, and Taj is a rapper. So we'll be, we will be primarily talking about music, be doing album reviews, discography reviews for artists, artists in comparisons, rankings. And, you know, we'll be going all the way from back in the 80s when hip-hop started and all the way till now into the future. And, you know, we also not only just talk about bigger artists, but we also want to talk about upcoming artists songwriters and producers and we're trying to incorporate that into our podcast and eventually have guests on who are upcoming songwriters producers and artists then you know obviously hip-hop we will primarily talk about that but also you know we'll dive into the the pop genres alternative rock but i uh, don't expect any uh country on here because i think that both of us do not listen to any country right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no don't <laughs> I heard like uh, when you listen to some of the lyrics, it's like it like you know just pops out to you. But and then <laughs> other than music, we will also be talking <laughs> about movies. So we'll rewatch old films, review new films, talk about movie news, casting news, you know, on all that sort of stuff. Um, and additionally, TV shows reviews as well. You know, everything from Netflix to Amazon, Disney Plus, HBO, Crave, and etc. And lastly, we'll talk about sports. Um, and actually, later in this podcast, we'll talk about our predictions for the next round in the NBA playoffs. I know there's uh, two more uh, games still to be to come with Lakers and Houston tonight. And then we'll see if Clippers wrap it up uh, tomorrow night. But yeah, we'll also talk sports, baseball, hockey, football, soccer, all the works. But yeah, let's dive right into it. So recently, we collaboration playlists. It's a 2010s New York playlist. Um, so we've treated it kind of like a time capsule of the 2010s era in New York specifically. And yeah, we started out about, you know, 30 songs or so. Yeah, I think we were going to do 30 songs, right? And then now it's about like 75 plus songs. So we just realized that, you know, there's so many different artists 
there's nineties artists who come back early two thousands artists. And then there's new artists. So there's so many different artists coming back with great music. And it's just, it's not, you know, big enough for 30 songs, but yeah. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think it's like amazing how we just incorporated artists who were like, you know, yeah. in their prime in the nineties to two thousands and the tenth era. We just mashed it all together for everyone who made music in the it's 2010s. You know, we obviously got the likes of, you know, great 90s New York artists like Jay-Z, Nas. Uh, but we also got the new upcoming artists from the 2010s, like ASAP Rocky, Joy Badass. You know, we have Flatbush Zombies in here. Um, you know, there's 35 plus artists. So we tried to have as much as possible because there is so much great sounds and music from that, from this era that just occurred. But yeah, so we're going to be releasing the playlist this week. So stay tuned for that. We're just going through some edits and then the artwork for that. But yeah, we're about 75 songs right now. Maybe we'll go to 100, but still working through that. So now we're going to do a ranking, actually, of our top five New York artists from 2010s who, de- who debuted in 2010. And I'll let you go first, Tash, for that. Well, my top five like New York artists that debuted in the 2020s, a lot of those artists, like, the majority mm-hmm. of those artists actually like underground artists and they're not really like at the top or like yeah. very famous or whatever. They're just like just starting out, have a small fan base, but they still make quality music. So like artists like uh, Justin Starling, mm-hmm. who's like from New York, like he, I don't think he currently lives in New yeah. York, but he's like from New York. So he has that New York style of music. He's very, you know, very lyrical and he made yeah, he makes good music. Uh he dropped an EP on SoundCloud title, Great Things Take Time. Mm-hmm. So I listened to that like in 2017. And that's mm-hmm. when I got heavily invested into hip hop music. Because growing up, I was like more into pop music. I wasn't yeah. really into hip hop. Like I would listen to it. But as I got into my teen years, like hip hop music just started mm-hmm. to just sound amazing to me. So uh yeah, I listened to his uh EP in 2017, um titled Great Things Take Time. He has a bunch of nice songs on that. My favorite song on that um EP is probably uh Don't Pick Flowers. And you know, it's a song about and basically he said it's a song that, you know, he would basically sing to his daughter and would give her mm-hmm. like the advice to not give in to what people say or do what people want you to do because they want you to do it, do what you want to do because it's something that you want to do. And yeah, like I haven't met him in person, but like from from all his live videos mm-hmm. and live streams, he's just a positive dude. Like, uh, he participates in that Four Bar Friday challenge right. by, like, Damian Lillard that he does every Friday. And, you know, Damian, Damian Lillard even follows him. Uh, he's, yeah, he's just a down-to-earth dude. And on his live streams, he, you know, freestyles off of words that people put in the comment section. He's just like, yeah, he's a very positive dude. And I just wish him much success moving forward. So yeah, that's I got him, Justin Starling. Uh, next I had P Moon. I think he's from the Bronx, but yeah, he's from New York. From, yeah, yeah, Bronx. Yeah, he dropped a album in mm-hmm. 2018 titled 1991. Honestly, I think he has like no bad songs on it. Every song is like solid, and he has like numerous songs on the album that's just banger. From songs like Vice City, the first song, the first song on the album, SGO, New Jack City, just. It's like a '90s themed album, like you could yeah. you could tell he has a lot of elements from the '90s because he even incorporated a little R&B on that project. So it's like half rap, half R&B, but he like mixed it together into one. Yeah, and he can project. really sing. He can really put it sing. together. Because like, basically, dope. yeah, yeah no, I've been listening to that album since about twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. early 2019 to now, and I'm still listening to it. And I'm just waiting for him to drop new music because after that, he just dropped like he drops 
he dropped like two albums, but the albums aren't his solo albums. His albums are like playlists created of him rapping mm. on other rappers, you know, beats. Like he rapped on an old time road beat, the um mm. So Brooklyn beat by Casanova. So he just like mm. it's called um Muna Mondays. He has volume one and volume two. Like he put two playlists together where he raps on beats that's, you know, hot at the time. So yeah, he's definitely one. And then um there's a few other artists. Mm. Aubrey Omari is his rap name, but he, his real name is Aubrey Joseph, and he actually was the actor for that played um Tyrone on Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I've seen that, yeah. And Hula, but yeah, it got, it got canceled after the second season, <laughs> that, so I wouldn't even waste my time watching it, honestly. Yeah, they canceled it after sec- the second season. It was the yeah, second season. The trailer, it, it wasn't, wasn't even sure. that. It didn't even seem like too. a superhero show, like at all. It tried to be no, too serious. Almost. It, it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. like a prelude to a superhero show. But they canceled that after the second okay. season, so he started doing music. Even though he's, you know, obviously auditioning for other acting gigs, he's doing solo films and stuff. Well, even though he didn't debut in the twenty tens, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to shine light on that project called Double uh, XI and like his style. Like I would say that album is like one of not one of my favorite albums in the top ten of twenty uh, of this year. But I would say it's definitely mm-hmm. in my honorable mentions because the only problem I have with the album is like there's too many skit cuts in the middle of the album and like you can, you right. can get into the music, but like as soon as you get into the song, towards the end of it, there's a little, you know, there's always a transition. So I feel like he used too many of those. But other than that, the project was good. So I would say him, Justin Starlin, Pimuna. Yeah, who else? Um, damn, it's a few actually. Those are those only three I could think of. Yeah, no, and um, just go back to Justin Starling. Like, you just put me on. I had no idea who Justin ever heard any music from him until you put it, you added it to the playlist. But he's nice. Like, I just added, I think it's Fed Up that he, he dropped last year. That song is hard. That song is so hard. But um, no, and he's, uh, I can definitely, I can see from listening to uh, some of the music from you this last year, I can definitely see you know, some of his music in yours, like the inspiration just behind it, you know, just yeah. with the storytelling Definitely. aspect. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's really underrated. Like, I had no idea who he was, but he's great. But I'll I'll dive into my top yeah. five. Actually, I'll just, I'll give my top. My, so mine's uh, definitely a bit more mainstream. So thank thank God you came with this underground take right mm-hmm. here. But so for me, um, yeah. just based on, I would say, you know, lyrical talent, and just and MCs, just like the mm-hmm. up and coming. I, obviously, ASAP Rocky. I think 2011 he came on, but people say what they want about testing. I love testing. I don't think I wouldn't call it. Mm-hmm. A, it's not a traditional hip hop album, not a traditional album in general. Yeah, and that's why people don't it's like experimental like it that much. I think it's his. I think at mm-hmm. long last, ASAP. I think that's his best album, just because it's. He's just on one on that album, and that that album's incredible. Um, we have a, quite a few songs from that album on uh, on our playlist, but and then other than that, uh, Joey Badass, obviously, you know, coming out with 1999 when he's 16 years old, um, which I still think is his best project. Um, and and you know, and yeah, that being definitely. said, even though I think it's his best project, I do think he's evolved over the years. You know, with his you know last album, All American Badass. Um, even though, you know, I liked his, you know, previous album a bit better, um, I did see the progression, you know. I remember, you know, seeing the lead up to that album in his interviews. I think I was on Hot 97 or Breakfast Club or something. He's talking about, 
you know, all the production was all live music and that was the first time he did it and I, you could really and then once he you know he, i heard that and i listened to it again you can really hear that the the production and the instruments is just cleaner um and that that blew me away and that and that album yeah. you know it, even though it's not my favorite joy bass album it's got some great hits and i'm stoked for what he's doing i liked i like the last few songs he's come out this year um but yeah we'll see what the album is but yeah so number two joy bass and then so now if i'm going for a third definitely i i gotta go michi darko flatfoot zombies um you know i wanted i wanted to put you know just flatfoot zombies in general but you know michi is obviously the most um prominent name from that group um and you know he's just unreal he's got probably one of the most unique voices um you know out of new york you know you could debate with ferg but he's you know he's incredible and he's got you know not only a unique unique voice he's got the bars too um but other than that i was you know thinking jay critch but you know he's kind of come on later in the 2010s but i think he's i think he's right now i think he's at the top he's probably the top artist a rapper in new york right now um mm. and and then even asap 12 i think i think asap 12 is most underrated in asap mob i just his flow and his delivery is just like is off the charts sometimes um but yeah those are my top five um and so now let's go into our top five um albums from 2010 do you want to go first on this one or you want me to you, you go first okay okay so for me so i just i just weighed it based on the playlist and and obviously the playlist is ways is weighted on you know the decade as a whole so no order um but definitely i think the top two albums um, for sure, our four for four, Jay Z, and then we got it from here. Thank you for your service, Tribe Called Quest. Um, that that Tribe Called Quest album, you know, I'm a huge Tribe fan. Like, obviously, you know, you can't really compare it, you know, to their o- earlier work. But that being said, it was incredible. I thought it, I thought it was the album of the year that year, and I don't even think it got nominated for rap album. I'm 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 like I'm ninety nine percent sure on that. I remember those huge uproar, and they even I remember they they performed "We Are the People" um, at the Grammys the year before, and then they weren't nominated because the album I think the album released in December, so they were past the cutoff. They performed at the Grammys and then weren't even nominated. I just and it was their last album. I just thought that was insane. You know, R.I.P. Five Dog. The fact that they. You know, they were they were able to record a lot of his stuff before is amazing. Um, he sounds so good on it. And like Q-Tip is just, he's so underrated. You know, not only is a rapper, but he's top five producers of all time, like hands down. Um, but love this album. You know, you got the Andre 3000 uh, feature. You got the Kanye feature. Um, it's, yeah, it's unreal. And then, you know, 444, obviously... You know, I remember Magna Carta, Holy Grail came out and I was like, this is it for Jay-Z. Like that, that album, like we, I think we have, yeah. um, we have the Rick Ross song on the playlist, but that album, yeah. I, I tried because I remember, I remember actually at one point liking that album for like a bit. And then I remember I started listening more and I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, <laughs> and then I tried listening to it again, like in the last week. Seeing, oh, maybe maybe there's a few songs I can add. Because I don't want to add all four, four, four songs. Oh, I, I, that, that album was horrendous. Like, the whole rollout with the Samsung package. 
And then, you know, he's got Rick Rubin, Pharrell, you know, working on that project. But we'll dive we'll dive more into that on Jay-Z's discography review. But, yeah, definitely. Um, and then my third album probably um, is At Long Last, A Sabotage on this album earlier. Huge um, software project for, you know, Rocky on Real Hits. I, li- I liked uh, Long Live ASAP. I just thought there was a little bit more commercial aspect to it. Um, obviously, One Train, you know, fucking problems, Goldie, bangers, hits. But at the same Classics. time, it was a little bit too commercial, I found. But at long last ASAP, that, that project is incredible. You know, LSD, um, Lord Pretty Faco, Jody 2, Electric Body. You know, you got M's with Lil Wayne, Every Day, um, Back Home with Most Death. Fine Wine, Canal Street, amazing tracks. Like, uh, definitely a classic. I think it's his only classic album. I, I would even, I would put Testing, I would say it's a classic album, but collectively from the hip-hop community, it's definitely not a classic album. But At Long Last ASAP is for sure his classic album. And then moving on, uh, Mr. Wonderful Action Bronson. I hadn't listened to this project in years. And yeah, no, wow, that amazing album. Um yeah, I remember when this came out, I had no idea who Action Bronson was. Um, but, you know, amazing songs, obviously, you know, almost kind of put Chance the Rapper, I think Chance the Rapper on the map, because Baby Blue, I thought this was, I think this was right before, right after Acid Rap, or a few years after Acid Rap. And then, obviously, a year before um, Chance 3 came out. Um, so it was right before he blew up. And then, obviously, you have Acting Crazy on there, Easy Rider um you know amazing songs you know Fat Cornery. um but and then lastly um talked about this earlier 1999 joy badass um yeah that was it was a hard one the number five in there because there's a lot of other options but you know had to put joey in there for one album and 1999 as i said earlier is definitely you know his best project all right and what are your top five then so from New York, I'll definitely put like at the five spot, I'll put a Boogie's um his uh his mix, his first mixtape, because I don't I don't consider that an album. Because it was mm-hmm. like that was I feel like that was the project that made him officially, you know, get famous and stuff. So I'll put his uh mixtape artist definitely as my top five. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really consider it an album, but some people do consider it an album because I, you know, I like his I, I like his whole, you know, I feel like he kind of, you know was one of the pioneers for melody rappers, especially from New York. So, you you know, you got artists like Lil TJ and mm-hmm. all these different artists who are like melodic rappers. And I feel like, you know, they kind of got their style from him. So I put him at the number five spot. And that project as a whole, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I listened to it from front to back. No bad songs on it. And the songs mm-hmm. that aren't as good as the other ones are still solid. So yeah. I put him at the five spot. Uh, number four, I put, you know, Jay-Z's uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. <laughs> although you know, although it doesn't, it's not perfect. Oh, sorry, I just no, I shit still, on it. <laughs> it's cool. Although he, you know, it's not perfect. He still has a few standout tracks on that that I, you know, definitely enjoy. Like Oceans, but you know, with Frank Ocean on that, his hook was crazy. Yeah, no, uh, Frank Ocean on yeah. that track is good. Yeah, the uh, song with Rick Ross, also the, uh, you know, the song with Justin Timberlake. So you know, I just feel like it had a few standout tracks. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's not perfect. It's very flawed, but I still enjoyed it nonetheless. The majority of it. So yeah, I'll put uh, Jay-Z at my number four spot. For number three, I'll put Joey Badass in his uh, album, All-American Badass. All-American uh, Badass. Yeah, my favorite song of that is For My People. You know, it was, yeah. you know, I liked it. I liked the, the theme and the message behind the album. 
you know, stepping, you know, the, the whole idea of him, you know, doing something different and, you know, not what he usually does and just mm-hmm. talking about the problems and adversity that, you know, his people face and, you know, in the black community and stuff. So I just think that was a real positive way to, you know, go about that. So I put him at uh, number three. Number two, Justin Starling's uh, 20, 20 Great Team, his album. I liked it that. He, uh, my favorite songs off that is uh, Mirror, Downtown, Award. And yeah, those are just like some a few standout tracks on the album, but I, I, I still enjoyed that album as well. Him telling his story and different elements of him on that. You know, you got him doing the storytelling. You also got him with the punchlines, going crazy on songs like Downtown. So yeah, he just, I really enjoyed that project by him. So that's why I put him at my number two spot. Uh, number one, I don't even really know for number one. I don't even really know for number one, but like, yeah, I'd probably say that P. That P. Mona album by you know nineteen nineteen ninety one is my number one. Nineteen ninety one, New York album. Yeah, that, yeah I got that, I got peep that album. Not many people listen to it, but not people. Many I don't think a lot of people listen to it at all. But if he had a bunch of people listen to it, he would definitely be up there. Yeah, no, he's got like he's got like the star look. Like even if you like, yeah. Look like, and I think yeah, I know he only has I think 184 monthly listeners. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, he has the look of a star, and he's got the voice, and he's got the bars. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that 1991 yeah. project though. I gotta do that. All right, so now let's move on to our King's Disease review. Uh, so the latest uh, Nas project since Nas year with Kanye West. And you wouldn't call that a full-length project. I would say it's uh, first full-length project since uh, 2012 Life's Good. So, yeah, honestly, um, overall thoughts, I think it's the best production from Nas album in years. Like, um, better than the Life is Good production, that's for sure. I was at that the other day um, for the playlist and, and that's the one thing about Nas's career is just his productions all over the place not the best some people say it's the weakest ever I mean I think that's that's tough to say I think you can argue a lot more other artists with worse production but yeah Unreal production so it's all Hip Boy production I think besides one song um, but yeah and it's focused the production's focused um, there's definitely a theme you can you can um, hear a theme across the whole album and and Nas sounds amazing over the hit boy production if I had to say you know just some gripes off the top some of the production is a little safe like I think it's just a little too too safe for Nas like he was just you know trying to have you know just one producer on every single track and then for to flow and it sounds great but at the same time it's not really pushing the limits on the production I would find and then also I find, I think Nas is focused for the most part, but I, there's the odd song where I'm like, okay, what are these bars? Um, particularly in the ultra, ultra black song, um, the Doja Cat line. I am, I don't understand that line, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I, and then he's like, and then the Michael Blackson I wouldn't have entertained line, like, Doja Cat. He didn't even, he didn't even any need point. that. I don't like, know why. The song, Come on. I think it's, it's like one of the weaker songs in the album, but it's like yeah. it's a it's a fine beat. But then that line yeah. just like takes you. Like, why do you need to say this? Like, I I don't know. 
I just mm-hmm. think, and he even said like, it was just bars, like don't read into it, but it's like, you could take that out. Like, you don't really need that. I don't know. But if I had my top songs though, intro King's disease, I love, I love that beat. Like very, like it gives me like Drake intro vibes just with like, you know, I don't know, just the, the vocals in the background, very, you know, 40, um, kind of type production i mean obviously it's hip boy it sounds like hip boy but it's just like a very it sounds like drake could ride over that song too um but i love i love the way it builds up and then 27 summers this this track's a banger and just the the name 27 summers and the fact that he's you know this album you know you know it's not it's not a classic album i would say but it's it's a really good you know album and it's 27 years later so incredible um, and then I would go all bad with Anderson Pack. Love Pack's feature on that. Pack is just—he's like, I love, I love his features way more than his, you know, his full projects. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I like some of the songs on, you know, his recent albums, but all music, yeah. Like I, I, Malibu. Didn't, I didn't like Oxnard. I, I don't know. There's like a few songs I like, and it's just like he just doesn't. Sometimes you just can't carry a track. But him and him going back and forth with Nas, like his vocals, unreal on that on that production. And then and then I go ten points. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. This song. This song is a banger. And like usually I don't go for Nas for like you know my workout songs or like banger. But this this I've been like I've been bumping this a lot lately for the workouts. Like this and and you know just the fact that I'm listening to Life Is Good and I I added um I think Dawn the Dawn or Dawn Life. The song, and then the fact that you know, my one of my favorite songs is 10 points. Um, you know, 10 points for the mob references. Um, but and then obviously, last, uh, Spicy. Um, this track, oh, <laughs> banger, bro, banger. This is like, oh, and the line, Mets oh, hats yeah, in the definitely sky, one like, of my favorites, too. Murder, oh my god, beat goes hard. It's like one of the hardest lines of the year. Like by far, and the fact that like Bobby Schmurter is gonna be out this year too, like oh, so hard, so hard, perfect timing. Like, yeah. and that's gonna be banging all year. I love, and I think it's it, Ferg's what best feature, time. best verse in years. Like, I was really impressed. Like, I didn't, I was, yeah, like oh yeah, and I mean, I was hoping um for that, but no, obviously, yeah, with, I, I, I mean, I was surprised that. with the Big Sean feature on this album. I thought. Like I thought that I was like I was like worried about the Big Sean album after I heard that feature. But the Big Sean album, we'll do a True. review for that maybe next week. That amazing. Really good album. Really good album. Yeah. But um yeah, no, back to the the you know, spicy one. Love yet. I love so, him. Again, yeah, I have that, that, yeah, I got I'm not to, the biggest I fan, but I love I like him on this song. I like how he sounds on the song with the beat. Um at first when I saw the track Me and him on it, I was like, oof. And Ferg, because I was like, Ferg, Ferg hasn't been doing good lately. Like, floor seats, that album's atrocious. Um, but best, like, <laughs> this is like prime Ferg. Yeah. Ferg, if you want to call it. But funny enough, yeah. With the with the Fabio feature, like, he could have just did his, like, you know, typical A, A, yeah, A, I know, and, and bow, like, stuff like that. On the, I, I, I was like, I was into the song, it, still would have been good, but like, nonetheless, his first. Those ad libs so much, like it's they're not good. They're not good ad libs. Um, like 
Like, yeah, that's the thing now. Like, everyone's coming out with new ad libs now. It's just like not many unique ones. But he does. He can. He can rap. He can rap. I will say that he can flow. Yeah. He can nowhere near as he nods. And I don't yeah, want to hear anyone that. saying that he. And I, there are yeah. probably trolls out there that saying verse is better than Nas. That you know, tripping. Like, anyways. But uh, and then and then my De- yeah, uh, definitely least fave fave songs. Obviously, I talked about Ultra Black. Um, Ultra, <laughs> I, I yeah, like I don't understand the song like at all. Like. It starts good, and then yeah, and the fact that he has to have the Doja Cat line like a few times on the song, like I I thought it was just gonna be one time, and then I heard it again, and I was like, come on, man, like yo, you don't need to do that again. Like maybe use a different like reference. I don't know. Maybe maybe call someone else out. Like wow. first off, like I mean, it just brought Doja Cat more publicity. Um, you know, obviously it brought non some publicity too, but not. It's just so unnecessary. You don't need to be beefing with Doja Cat, and that was just that was the probably the worst line on this album. And and then replace me. So obviously time with the Big Sean. So when I first had this song, yeah. Don Tolliver uh, feet or um, hook. That shit's fire. I love that. I love Don Tolliver. Um, yeah, he's been doing the same with you. Honestly, um, I feel like he got snubbed. He well, once Nas, like this is probably Nas' worst worst. Uh, um, verse on the album like i it was just it felt so uninspired it was almost like you know because it's definitely i would say don toliver is the most you know pop type uh sound on this album i mean you can argue anderson pack but you know he he sounded unreal on this and but the the hook does sound like a pop song but then it was just so uninspired and big sean eh, oh that was not that was not a good verse and yeah, no, I can't wait for you to listen to that project. It's a it's a dope project. I was impressed because I was not I was not um I was not looking forward to the Big Sean project but after this song, but I know, listened to it's, it. It's it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. But uh yeah, what are your what are your fave songs? Oh my favorite songs is obviously mm-hmm. the title track King's Disease. I like uh, Car eighty five, yeah. twenty seven yeah, summers, no, replace oh. me. So nice. All bad is decent, like, and I like spicy as well. Yeah, those are yeah, just yeah. It was just unexpected because yeah, you know, I listened to the album, so I was like halfway done. I'm like, okay, this album's solid. I like it. Now he did his thing here. Then I just I right, let me play the last track. Yeah, the beat was fire. different. It was unreal. I think he said the best for last. The beat was different. You know, which is the beat was real good. Yeah, uh, Fabio's verse was it was okay, but you know. Nonetheless, I, I didn't expect like, I mean, him to even, you know, really have a good verse. Yeah, like, so, I mean, his, know, was still his feature like, was no, better than most artists would do on track that and bougie. Like, it, it, it didn't make me want to turn well. off the song. But, uh, yeah, it was not. But, yeah, no. And even um, the Full Circle song with um, yeah. Z, like, Foxy Brown, The Firm. Yeah. I love that. that that's a good throwback. Um, like, there, there's, like, you know, Blue Benz is nice. Like, Car, Car number 85. Mm-hmm. It's just, like. You know, you can't you can't listen to this album all the time. You know, I could listen to Spicy all day, but there's you know, it's a lot more slower songs. And yeah, so if we're if we're gonna give a rating on time, I would give this seven and a half. <laughs> I think I'll give it seven and a half. Yeah. Um and then I also because I was like Yeah. Definitely you know, really like good. seven and a half of the best album, rap two. albums of this year, but I still wanna revisit everything. And who knows, maybe by the end of the year I might rating might go up or might go down. But there's been a lot of good music this year. Um so and then also, you know, we're gonna 
eventually eventually do a, a Nas discography uh, review. So we'll review it against all his other albums, and we'll see what it weighs against. And I actually, I actually think like this could mm. be top <laughs> three production on Nas album. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say top three Nas album because you know Illmatic, Stillmatic. You have like. Like the the, the production yeah. is nowhere near Elmatic. Like that that's like DJ Premier. Elmatic you know, is kill yeah. that fucking shit. A like hip hop classic. But but we'll we'll see we'll see you know we'll do that you know who knows a few weeks a month. But yeah, we'll revisit Nas eventually, guys. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll rank his discography. Although yeah, some yeah. may consider it you know not as strong as other artists like you. Know. But yeah, moving on to sports talk now. So we're gonna do. A little preview um, for the next round. Obviously, a little upset. My Raptors lost last night. I was hoping that we could talk about Miami and Raptors, but no, Miami and Celtics. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, they lost that game last night. That was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> I think they turned the ball over 18 times. That would have been an interesting series, um, yeah. And, you know, the Celtics scored three points on those turnovers, so that literally was the game. Um and you know, but it is what it is. But next round, so obviously we have the Lakers game tonight, and I think we both can say the Lakers probably gonna wrap up that series. Yeah, I think if not tonight, the next game for sure. Like, there's no way. I don't think. I think the. I don't think they can win tonight. And then yeah, and then last night the Clippers blowing. LeBron should just close this out. Sixteen point lead. Just get it over. Um, and just allow to like win a game. Um, they lost that game, and then, but last night both the Raptors and the Clippers lost the games. Yeah, I said that. I said if the Clippers yeah. allow, if the Clippers uh, like if Paul yeah. George shoot and starts, you know, going to shit again like he did in the last series, if he starts shooting like garbage and you know, Kawhi Leonard is the only one doing stuff. Yeah, and, and they like, sleep on Jamal and, Murray. Yeah, they were they were cold but, uh, all game. You know, and Kawhi beat was, them in the series. Kawhi was great Jamal Murray has been but it was unreal. Like, they just got too relaxed and they. And that, that's kind of been the story of this playoff. They just get too relaxed, and then yeah. they let you know a team beat them. But yeah, no, last night, um, and even after you know the the Michael Porter Jr. comments where he was talking about how he wanted the ball more, and then he made that big three and the big block at the end of the game. That was huge. Um, but I still think I think the Clippers will probably wrap it up because you've noticed, you know, the first game when they lost, or no, when they lost the the. The first game they lost to the Nuggets, then they just blew them out next game. So I think they'll they'll get their shit together and you know, and, and obviously if LeBron wraps it up tonight, that's more pressure on them to wrap it up because you know, like they're gonna want to start time. that series yeah. as soon as possible and not give LeBron more rest. That Yeah, I'm just just imagine oh, if it wasn't a, a pandemic. LA would be going crazy yeah. because that's yeah, gonna, that's, I, I believe that's oh, going to be the Western Conference Finals. That would be finals. crazy if, oh, if there could be fans. LA would just be split 50 Yeah, just, yeah if anything was back to normal Lakers in general. Side, yeah. But, but yeah, that, that series is going to be crazy. And I think after, you know, previously, before last game, the Clippers, I thought, yeah. I don't know, I just had this feeling that Clippers are going to somehow pull it out. But after seeing them just collapse like that, they can't do that against the Lakers. Like, like Denver, Denver doesn't have LeBron and AD. Like, yeah, Jokic and Murray are nice. Yeah, Lakers. But I LeBron and AD. They're no, and if you relax like that against them, oh, it's over. And AD, like they've already shown in they're the games no they played, AD, yeah, they literally cannot guard AD. You know, yeah, he gets to line quite a bit, but yeah, they have to foul him. And if they're gonna make that game slow. And then, other than that, like LeBron puts in his his hands, gives him some rest. It's gonna be a problem series for them because Paul George, if Paul George plays like last series, 
or in some of the games that he has, they can't win the series, I don't think. And they're not you know, winning, yeah. the bench players haven't been better. You know, Danny Green's been hitting some threes lately. Um, and playoff Rondo over. is like, honestly, if yeah, if Rondo didn't come back, I wouldn't think Find that me. the Lakers could beat the Clippers because Rondo's been going off lately. You know, he's been hitting threes. Remember Rondo in that uh, Chicago just, Bulls series? Like when he was on the Chicago, yeah, yeah. Every time no, playoffs hit, even, Rondo just even like, becomes the player. He like he shows like flashes of his then. old self, like, like from like during like, the season. He's just you know, and he's still dishing it like crazy. Like he had eighteen points the other game. Like he's he's huge for them because Kuzma. I don't know what happened to Kuzma. Like I don't know if they're just not getting the ball, um, but he's like he's throwing like four points a game. So yeah, <laughs> literally should have kept Ingram. Gosh, yeah, like that. Uh, but but I mean, Ingram. who knows? But I'm hoping the Lakers pull it out. Trading I think Kuzma. they will. Mm-hmm. Probably seven games. But um, and then if you go look at the East, who do you think is gonna pull out that series? Because the thing is, I would feel more comfortable voting Boston. Yeah, I go like, Miami. I think Haywood's coming back, or Hayward's coming back. Um, but that being said, like they didn't even they didn't win that series against Toronto. They like Toronto lost that series. You know, Tatum, like, yeah, yeah, I think he had 28 or 26 last night. But I think he shot, like, 8 for 20 from the field. Like, yeah, it was a good defensive battle. But Miami's, I think Miami's a lot better defensively than Toronto. Um, And, you know, they they do have, they're not as deep as a bench, but they got Jimmy Butler. And, like, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's the best player in that series. And, yeah, Jason Tatum's, like, he's something special yeah yeah like and like their role like tyler harrow is playing good like As he's like now, yeah. 22 the best years old like or 20 years old 20 years old yeah and he's like going off and goran Dragic is playing like best basketball of his career like, that team is just click eric spolstra like he needs i think i don't know i think he should have won coach of the year like he is yeah, they only got like the fourth or fifth seed, that is. But he is a really underrated coach. And yeah, like people, you know, underrated him when he was obviously had LeBron because they had LeBron. So they're obviously going to go yeah. to the finals. But years, you know, since then, they've squeaked in the playoffs here and there. Yeah, he's, he's been a solid. Co- and with like pretty yeah, mediocre yeah. teams, other than D Wade was at the end of his career, they had solid, you know, yeah. not many, you know, Hassan Whiteside ain't, ain't like some stars. So it's like, you know, he's he's a really underrated coach, and that team is dangerous. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely show Tom. Yeah, yeah. definitely show Tom and Tom and, Tom and yeah, Tom no. again that but, he can um, yeah, so make a solid team Miami Lakers in the final. Yeah. So we'll see what it's happens um, in the next week, and we'll talk about that for the next pod. Um, but now, so we're about 50 minutes here, actually. Um, but let's wrap it up with – um, what are you doing right now as issue high? Um, give everyone a little update and <laughs> all right, for sure. Well, as far as you know, the you know, me, I, I also have a, a solo podcast mm-hmm. called the Issue Podcast. And although my equipment, like, I'm I just like I'm working on getting yeah, the rest of the exactly. equipment, so by the end of this month, I should have all the equipment. So my quality sounds better because that's that's the best, you know, that's the thing I value most is quality. So even with you know even with this podcast as well as the Ishalytical podcast, it could sound the way it should and deserve to sound. So I do podcasts for those who don't know. Um, the Ishalytical podcast is on all you know all platforms uh, for for podcasts like Apple Apple Podcast and Spotify as well. So it's everywhere. Um, 
Yeah, me. and as far as the music, I dropped my I dropped the EP called Freedom Rider. Wasn't the best quality, mm-hmm. but it, I still had fun with it. So, being that I'm getting my being being that the equipment is you know everything's under construction, you can assume you can pretty much infer that the music quality is going to be much much better. And I'm getting into production as well later on this year. And yeah, I got a few songs that I didn't release, and I have a few songs I did release. I released uh, Electa XBI. Mm-hmm which is a song I made in 2019, but I finally got it on all platforms in 2020, but it's still labeled as under 2019. I dropped uh, Forbidden Fruit, a pretty, you know, pretty, pretty good song when you, you know, look between, you know, in between the lines. So I liked it that one as well. I'm also going to be featured on uh, someone's album, an artist by the name of Anna Lunda. He's my friend from like, you know, me and him go from school and shit so we just be chilling so he put me on his album which should be releasing i don't know when but i don't have a song with him on that Stoke. then um i'm making an elective part two it's not gonna be titled elective part two but it's gonna be elective part two so that shit is gonna be hot then i got a a couple boom bap songs called ostentatious oh, and dope. gamble of the good life and you know those styles are similar because i use like these classic movie clips in between and you just listen to it as well so yeah i got those two songs coming out soon. On September 15th, I'm releasing uh, I Can't Get Enough, The Longest Interlude. And the reason I call it The Longest Interlude, if you look at the cover in between the, the picture, it says The Longest Interlude because that song started off as a regular song. Then I made it an interlude off of a garage band beat. Mm-hmm. Then I rapped off of a, a 80s beat. Then I just found the Lofi beat. So it's just The Longest Interlude because... It's been an interlude. It's been an inter- it's been a interlude for so long, and it just went through many beats and changes. But this is the you know, final version. So after that, I released that. Then, um, 2021, I'm dropping a mm-hmm. mixtape. So yeah, 2021, I'm dropping a mixtape. I'm on. A, I'm at the brain uh, brainstorming stages of that as of now. So I'm dropping a mixtape. So yeah, you can pretty much expect more songs. Uh, the mixtape in 2021. Mm-hmm. Elector Part Two is coming. I don't know when. Probably gonna get that done as soon as possible. It's not going to be called Elector Part 2, but it's going to be Elector Part 2. You'll know. I'll let everybody know. So it'll be... Actually, you'll know yeah, it's Elector yeah, yeah. Part 2 because you'll hear... The way yeah, it sounds, dope. it's just... You're going to hear Elector Part 1 in it, but it's going to transition into the beat for Part 2. So, yeah. And then I also have a song with... um. I also have a song I'm collabing with a producer that I know as well. His name is Random Newspaper. So he makes like different weird type beats, but this beat is more of a... Uh, a, it's like a jazzy beat with the horns or whatever. So I had to make a song with that, and he'll be labeled as the producer in the mm. credits, as well as I have a song with um Jay Spizzy, uh from Staten Island. Me and him go way back, like me and him, like childhood friends. So I'm collabing with a song with him. So yeah, just a bunch of music. Dope man. And you know, Dope, the man. podcast. Yeah, everyone go check out uh, Electa, um, XXV, XVI. Unreal like, track. Yeah. I'm stoked for part two. Um and yeah, um go check out outside featured Analunda. Did I say it right? Yeah, he's nice too. He's nice Analunda. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. guys have to listen to his song Ali Lottie. Is Ali Lottie is I, you know, for his um he he released a pack of songs. It was like two songs in a pack. It's called the uh, unreleased yeah. pack. All right. I designed the um, cover for it or whatever. Yeah, the go song Ali Lottie. Follow issue high solid. on Apple Pretty Music solid. and Spotify. So, yeah. And go follow his podcast, Issue Lyrical Podcast. Um, season one, there's also an episode featured myself. So go check that out as well. Um, but uh, that about wraps this up. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, we know this is a work in progress. This is obviously the first one, but we hope you guys stay along for the long ride. Um, it's all about the long game, not the short game, as I told Issue. But any last thoughts for you, Issue? Oh, well, I just wanted to thank everybody who did decide to listen whenever this episode releases. So shout out to everyone who listened. Uh, shout out to, you know, yeah, just shout out to everyone who's going to listen. Shout out to everyone yeah. who's been listening to my music. Season, and I'm feeling like stripes. They hitting on me and my homie Cause our mind's not in life They mad cause we just got the passion Never slacking or lagging The funny thing is step up to us You know we bought that action But look